Breaking news. Following the recent announcement from the White House that Biden and his administration are working towards forgiving up to $20,000 of student debt, the career earnings for every gender studies major has skyrocketed to a record-breaking $20,000. When asked to comment on this unexpected turn of events, one such gender studies major commented, The amount of Apple products, Starbucks, purple hair dye, vapes, chest binders, and phallic objects this money will buy me, all but guarantees I will continue to be an entitled, deranged parasite for years to come. When questioned by reporters if they felt any remorse for unloading the burden of their student loan debt on the average taxpaying American who either didn't receive a post-secondary education or paid off their loans in full, the gender studies major responded by saying, If my 47 participation trophies from the ASMR Olympics taught me anything, it's that if you at first you don't succeed, chop off your breasts, inject yourself with chemicals, cry victim, become demonic, and in due time, daddy government will surely handle, hand you over number 48. Join us on this episode as we continue our discussion on the decay of Western academia. Despite the recent announcement regarding debt cancellation, is there cause for optimism regarding a shift in public sentiment surrounding academic America? Could Biden's attempt at student loan cancellation be in part a ploy to elevate the net benefit of a college education in the minds of the next generation? Finally, Shane cave to the ghost of Ryan and share his binders with him once and for all. There's only one way to find out. Watch and listen as we break down the trends in post-secondary marketing and other illuminating news as we uncover both and the truth. Welcome back to the 13th hour. First, I'd like to announce to our based viewers that the 13th hour is now officially a podcast and not just a YouTube show. It took Mystery Lady nearly a year, but she has finally got us onto Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. We can also be watched on Rumble and Odyssey, and our viewers can interact with us on Instagram or Twitter. The links to all of these platforms are in the description section of the episode or can be found on our YouTube banner. Please subscribe to us on as many of these platforms as possible. We are a small podcast fighting the good fight for truth, humor, and personal responsibility. Subscribe to us and don't miss out on future content. Boom shakalaka. That uh, intro was uh, off the chain. (laughs) Was it lit? Or should I say it was off the zipper? (laughs) (laughs) Whoop. Whoop. So we have news, though. Mm -hmm. We got uh, taken off of YouTube. One of our videos got deleted. Yeah, I don't even know why. Well, it's because we spoke about, I guess, COVID-19 situation and we mentioned some misinformation. 
We were like three days early. Because However, they updated things since, and now you can say basically anything. Because should we just re-upload that episode? <laughs> like, how does that work? We're probably good now. I would think we were before our time, and that's kind of our thing. We are often before our time. We're ahead of the curve, or I guess it's not a curve anymore because they're chopping off everything. <laughs> that's curvy. <laughs> so we're ahead of we're ahead of the zipper. Yeah. We're we're uh, zipper forward. That's that's a good zipper forward. We're the tip of the spear that cuts off the curvy parts. Yes, we are. Um, so we've gotten our wish. YouTube is uh, aware that we exist. Their algorithm. Finally, knows. maybe we'll get promoted. And so now I think we've gotten a little bit of clout in the podcasting space, the conservative podcasting space, and it's time to cash in on that clout. So. If you didn't uh, do already, like, share, subscribe, tell us why we're awesome, tell us why we're not, we don't care, just engage, because we want to hear from you. You know, a lot of uh, conservative rallying cry for YouTube, sort of like the, uh, you know, the gold medal standard of conservative podcasting on YouTube, is that you get demonetized. Well, we got them beat. We're not even monetized. (laughs) That is true. We never got there. They couldn't demonetize something that wasn't monetized to begin with. Well, we'll have to pay, we'll have to start paying them to post our videos. <laughs> That's like the next line of attack. That's probably what's going to happen. But for now, uh, yeah, we're still on there. We're also on uh, Instagram, Facebook. Um, and we have a new segment that we're coming up with. Um, it's going to be released right away. We're going to be uh, drinking some fluids. And you have to wait to find out what kind of fluids those are. It's odd. That's an odd <laughs> way to sell it. Well, I mean, is you gotta like you know add some intrigue. I don't know that fluids is uh, a good sell. We'll be drinking beverages, which are liquid, technically. But fluids sounds so okay. We're drinking mouthwash. Okay, whatever. Mm. This week, I wanted to continue with our theme of our last uh, episode which was academia the f- the decay of western uh, colleges and universities um, and I wanted to highlight um, the recent news that Biden and his administration released which is that they are looking to give up to 20k um, debt relief to, take, to, to those who have buyer's remorse when it, in the sphere of colleges and university oh, education, shit. If you bought a vehicle and it's depreciated more than you wanted, you're SOL. Well, um, but if you have a gender studies degree, you're in luck. Should have took that gender studies degree when I had a chance. <laughs> Fuck. I mean, it would still be worthless, but it would be less worthless because you'd be less in debt. So that's, I guess, the only good news there. Well, if, I mean. When I had the opportunity to take the gender studies degree, I just said, uh, there's two genders. Where where do I pick up my degree? <laughs> you sound like a biologist. <laughs> and then they just they just told me I wasn't the right candidate for some reason. I don't know why. Sounds like discrimination. It probably was. Um, so starting off, I wanted to touch on the artic- this article by Fox Business News. Um it's by uh, Thomas uh, Kantanaki. Tant- Kantanaki. Go with it. 
And so it's uh, Ka- Katana. Oh, it's probably Katanashi. It's probably Katanashi. Ka- Katanashi. Okay. Yeah. Uh, from August twenty fifth, twenty twenty two. It's entitled Biden student loan handout gives up to twenty k to lawyers, doctors set to make hundreds of thousands of dollars. Did you know that, Shane? That's ridiculous. Because <laughs> the the prevailing narrative was ten k, right? But it's up to twenty k, and even if you're going to be a doctor, or you are a doctor or a lawyer, and you're fresh out of university, you could possibly be awarded twenty k. Sounds like a vote buying scheme. Mm, interesting. Read now. Uh, President Biden's student loan handout will provide relief for recent law school and medical school graduates who will soon earn hundreds of thousands of dollars. While lawyers and resident physicians will often make upwards of $200,000 per year, their starting salaries out of school may allow them to qualify for Biden's loan giveaway unveiled Wednesday. Biden announced that Americans who earn less than $125,000 per year or $250,000 jointly are eligible to receive $10,000 in relief, while Pell Grant recipients are able to receive $20,000. So, so you tell me, if you have a household making 250 G's a year, you can qualify for free money? You can qualify for $40,000. That's fucked. Yeah. So, it, I mean, <laughs> usually socialism is uh, packaged up as we're going to help those at the bottom. We're going to help those struggling to get ahead or at least pay for their necessities in life here we have we're gonna help those who are living comfortably live even more comfortably and better off than the average person who's paying for this loan forgiveness ain't that interesting i have a feeling that those eighty-seven thousand irs agents that they're hiring will be paying a visit to everybody that cashes in on the loan forgiveness giveth with one hand and taketh away with the other yeah well it's just it's it's going on right now it's uh here and in the states everybody that cashed in on the ppp loan or you know like serve Serve. here or whatever now they got to pay it back on their taxes Mm -hmm. and now the irs is going after people for for being paid over the pandemic who might have made a little extra money but it's like but uh I didn't choose to close down the country. You did. Yep. Um, I guess Ukraine needs more weapons. So so I hear. Zelensky um, placed a call to Biden and said, hey, man, I need money because uh, we still got that dirt on you and Hunter Biden. <laughs> <laughs> the laptop, it still exists. The hard drive, it's out there. You're so well, bud. Why don't we find a way to start blackmailing them the, since the laptop is available and uh, regular people just start blackmailing them? Yeah, I mean, it's it's so pathetic how the justice system has all this available information of all this high-level corruption, and they're going after average Joe for uh, his because his wife sold five hundred dollars on Etsy. <laughs> the um, the uh, the Republic of Super Stratistan <laughs> needs a few billion dollars. <laughs> I promise I won't post about the laptop if you send it to us. So. There you go. We got the Patreons in the description. It's in the bio. Read the bio below. Um, but the, so what I wanted to build off of, because we had a good discussion off air 
about um, universities and whether or not they're promising certain benefits for the service they're providing. Mm -hmm. And if so, what are those benefits, right? Um, I thought personally that it might have been a, a little more overt, but then upon further investigation, I feel like it's more of a covert, uh, low-level messaging campaign that they use. And they have different ways of getting the message out. One of them is, uh, I guess, the primary is through primary advertising um, over TV, like, for example, Harvard advertised during the Super Bowl. Mm -hmm. um, and so different media advertising, but then also um, they do, um, they have career counselors, right? And so those career counselors are there to kind of promote the idea that you are, um, you are guaranteed um, the support to attain the career that you desire and that they're going to ensure that you have the proper return for your investment. But as, from, for example, Mystery Lady pointed out, um, she tried to access the career counselors at the University of Manitoba and all she got was white noise because they're basically there um, as, a, I would say, more of a marketing um, mechanism. I had to look it up, but I called it earlier today. Seems like there's a form of passive indoctrination going about mm -hmm. for these universities. And it gives us a uh, overt sense that they're advertising hard, that, oh, if you go to Harvard, you're guaranteed to get a certain type of job, but they actually are not. Mm -hmm. The way they're promote the way it's being propagated is going to, is like through media, movies, TV, streaming, whatever. And you'll see it culturally, um, like a, a good movie, which I love and never, never thought of it as being a sort of like a, uh, a form of indoctrination is from 2004 called the girl next door. Mm -hmm. And it's like a high school the kids. Yeah. Coming of age movie, whatever. But the, the sort of motivating factor for the main characters to get into like a prestigious university, a prestigious university. Mm -hmm. And that's interesting. And so the entire movie is predicated on this guy achieving that dream mm -hmm. as the, and then he does get his dream and you know, he's driving at the end, he's driving a nice car and he's suited up and stuff. And I mean, yeah, that does happen for a lot of people, but it's always presented as, uh, if you can get yourself into one of these universities, it's a win-win no matter what. Right. And that's something you find more, I think in the States is the universities marketing themselves based on prestige mm -hmm. and that, um, a degree at their university is going to give you different benefits than a degree at a different university because it carries with it more weight. Right? Yeah, it's it's a um, it's a form of street cred, or at least people, it is. Yeah, people believe yeah, it's a yeah, form of street yeah, cred. Yeah, exactly. But it in I would say probably in the probably the last ten. I mean, I don't have the stats in front of you, but I'll say in the last ten years. I'll just pick a time frame. Uh, it's not manifesting as anything mm -hmm. like there's a lot of people with degrees now and we'll we'll get into this whether it's the university's fault or the student's fault and it's probably a little bit of both but there's a lot of people with degrees that it just they're working at starbucks uh they're you know at best doing middle class work they're not getting 
the sort of uh, prestigious job or high paying job that they they expected that they would get. I think universities had a more of a specialized function and now they've kind of gone into these weird uh, niche study areas that aren't really going to generate income if you become an expert in them. For example, uh, what was the university that uh, started the Taylor Swift uh, course? Was that uh, Austin? Was it Austin? I think it was Austin, Texas. I forget what the... I don't know if it's called the University of Austin, but I believe that's what it was. Yeah, University of Texas. Yeah, okay. So that's... uh, I mean, that... Like, how... So it's basically a course on Taylor Swift lyrics. So even if you get a... Let's just say... Uh, not not that they offer it, but we'll just say for the sake of argument. Yeah. You obtain a PhD in Taylor Swift <laughs> lyrics. <laughs> the power. Wh- how's that going to translate into anything useful? I mean, you could be Taylor Swift's, like, as bitch. I like, don't know. if Taylor Swift wants to give you a job, you'll make money. Yeah. And 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 anything that, that such a thing would teach you, any sk- skill yeah. that you come away from with that... Uh, maybe you can turn it around to a good YouTube career or whatever, but people can do that with zero education. Right, right. Like, it's very superficial. Yeah, well, it's <laughs> it's it's ridiculous. Yeah. Uh, the only, the one really good takeaway from all this is that despite how much the mainstream narrative simps for the left, despite how much they lie about everything and despite how much the universities capitulate to everything mm-hmm. at the end of the day there is not a lot of demand in the real world for professional lunatics the world is probably changing so that it's making more allowances for, for professional lunatics mm-hmm. but they don't uh, want to the, pay the, themselves the, the demand probably isn't quite there for the amount of professional lunatics that exist well let's just say there's a uh the supply of of <laughs> mental illness exceeds, and lunatics sparks the, the demand. demand that's fair that's fair so let's talk now about um advertising in colleges and universities and what that market is like because I think it'll shed some light on the broader scheme of things and where the popularity of these institutions is going. So the article is entitled um, From Google Ads to NFL Sponsorships, Colleges Throw Billions at Marketing Themselves to Attract Students. And it's by um, the Heckinger Report. Um, and John Marcus, and it was dated October 1st, 2021. Reading now. America's total number of students has declined by by an unprecedented 2.6 million, or 13%, over the last decade. A drop-off of 15% is projected beginning in the mid-2020s in the number of prospective college students graduating from high schools. Before the downturn began, uh, said Garvey, there were more kids every year and people that had money to pay off for college. That is no longer true. The marketing and advertising boom is also a response to increasing public skepticism about the need to go to college in the first place, said Elizabeth Johnson, chair of the higher education marketing agency Simpson Scarborough. This anti-college narrative has been building, and that's something universities and colleges have to market against. 
A Gallup poll found that the proportion of Americans who consider college to be very important had fallen from 70% in 2013 to 51% in 2019. And that was before the shutdown and confusion that COVID-19 pandemic brought, which another survey shows has further damaged public confidence. I just want to point out one thing. Yeah. We were never confused. <laughs> That's a huge drop off. Uh, well, you know, here's the thing. That's a span of six years. So you got to you got to wonder this is a chicken or the egg situation now, because did universities start adopting these ideological uh, motivated courses because of the drop off? Or so, like did, 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 or did did adopting the ideological courses produce the drop off? Produce the drop off. That's a tough question. It is because were they responding to the drop off mm -hmm. and they created these courses to bring in more lunatics, mm -hmm. or um, did they create these courses that brought in more lunatics that scared away sane mm -hmm. students? I don't know. Yeah, that's an interesting uh, thought. Um, but there definitely seems to be a sudden shift in the perception of these institutions because people are spending their money elsewhere and their time elsewhere and they're investing in other ways, probably in business, small businesses, or they're investing in themselves or betting or, on yeah, themselves. Pra practical they're betting skills. On them, yeah, they're betting on themselves and they're getting into the workforce mm -hmm. and they're proving themselves without this piece of paper. It's not going to get better for universities either. In fact, it probably should get far worse uh, with inflation, uh, money being tight, uh, uncertainty in the future. Mm -hmm. People's wallets just can't be opened to take a dubious course that may result in mm -hmm. n almost nothing. So it's, it's going to keep declining. There's no other, I mean, there's no foreseeable future for it to fix itself, especially with the universities being so left and woke. And there is now a very anti woke movement happening. There is. And so woke rejection is, is at an all time high. And mo like a lot of the streaming services and entertainment services are experiencing it firsthand because they would be sort of the tip of the spear on what the culture wants to absorb. They're kind of like the barometer. Yeah. And so when the culture is rejecting wokeness, they see it in their ratings. They see it in their subscriptions. They see it. Mm -hmm. They would be the first ones to see it. And a lot of them are altering their approach already. Like why does, like why does no one want to watch young kids get transitioned to the opposite sex? because it's we like, don't understand they're like but we'll stop doing it because we need people to watch something <laughs> and so that's, that's so it's, where it's, it's, going. it's kind of like uh, the invisible hand correcting the free market mm -hmm. because there's not enough demand for something so those supplying the product need to alter what they're supplying and this is sort of the uh this is like the magic bullet of the free market right this is what the free market does and despite all the interference in the free market over the last, say, 10 years with dark money propping up worthless endeavors like Twitter um, that to help sort of indoctrinate the culture, the free market is still far larger than a few social media platforms mm -hmm. that control the narrative and shitty news agencies that control the narrative, right? Because y there's only so much dark, like Soros money to go around. And you can't prop up everything mm -hmm. infinitely. Right. And so now they're seeing like 
regular Joes are like, I'm canceling my, you know, Netflix or uh, I'm not going to the movies as much, you know, or I'm not paying for that anymore. And it's just, this is just something that happens that the, the companies that aren't being propped up will notice first. Mm -hmm. I mean, the companies that are being propped up notice it as well, but they don't care. Mm -hmm. Like their point is not to make money. It's a, a different agenda. It's not for a lack of trying, however, when it comes to colleges. Um, the the Simpsons Scarborough survey uh, found that institutions spend between $429 and $623 per enrolled student per year on marketing. That's an insane number. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. Now, what is their marketing, though? Uh, we can I can fast forward to that. Like, what does that mean when they say that? Like, how are they, like, how are they injecting their message in into the culture? Right. Um, I can just I'll start here. Um, so it's a huge turnaround from a time when administrators administrators hesitated to talk about marketing. Never mind throwing around terms such as earned media and brand spend, and coming up with advertising slogan taglines like. A journey to excellence, a foundation for life, be the change, dream big. Um, a, a story about higher education in 2006 was titled The M Word. So there was like, I guess, a bit of a hesitation for them to accept the fact that they were trying to market themselves. It seemed a little taboo that's, um, by the way the article is depicting it. That's very interesting because it's like uh, that was YouTube in its infancy. Uh, most people don't know this, uh, but when YouTube started off, you couldn't tell people to like, share, and subscribe, or you get banned. Really? <laughs> it was so fucked up. That is weird. Right? And so it's like the universities were in the same. Yeah. They're running off the same roadmap as YouTube. Right. That is interesting. So, yeah, they were they were unwilling to accept that they were a for-profit organization that needed to push themselves on the public in order to grow. Almost like somebody... Working in the university still had like a bit of ethics or scruples at that time. And they, they, it became 2010, 2015. And then there's a market. Uh, let's get the marketing going. Start chopping off titties. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's get a Super Bowl <laughs> halftime show. So saying the word marketing, uh, and you could hear faculty members gasp T.R. Straub, executive search and assessment consultant at Russell Reynolds, recalled of those days. 15 years, it was blast, 15 years ago, it was blasphemy. Um, and then it goes on to say, uh, it's, it's these senior marketers who are seeing the conversation on social media and they're understanding the user analytics and what's happening on your website or in your digital communications. Angela Pollock, uh, vice president of enrollment marketing and communications at LaSalle universities. And they have their tagline explorers are never lost. <laughs> Har. Gotta throw that in there. Party like, hard. I, I feel like this this website probably gets a little kickback from promoting this university. It's kind of a kind of a cringe tagline, right? Uh, so a small but growing number of chief marketing officers in higher education, fourteen percent, according to the Russell Rennett survey, came from the private sector. This is interesting. They include Dan Dillon, a former senior vice president at Coca Cola and chief marketing officer at Outback Steakhouse who took the role at Arizona State University. Innovation drives us forward. Purdue Marketing Chief Officer 
our Ethan Braden previously was a marketing director at the pharmaceutical company Eli Lilly. So they're they're plucking all these high level executives and marketing um, professionals from these huge multinational corporations. I got a question for you. Mm-hmm. Why is it that none of their slogans have anything to do with learning? Because maybe that's not something that they offer. <laughs> that's that, not their primary focus. Isn't that interesting? Like they have a lot of a lot of good soundbite slogans, right. but none of them involve actually, uh, you know, learning something. Mm-hmm. No, it's very true. Um, they seem to be focused on providing an experience i would say that's what they're going for mm-hmm. it's and colleges become an experience in the states especially it's, it's true because kids are going there for what the fraternities parties the dorm room parties arts class i guess now it's they're going for the guys girls and it's there's also <laughs> something interesting here so you didn't catch that it's got mental on this don't worry <laughs> but um uh the interesting thing here is that in the we'll say in the eighties or nineties, I mean we'll say pre two thousands. What so whatever you want to make of it, universities were like uh, the bastion of counterculture, mm-hmm. right? This is where people went to get away from the mainstream and create something unique to them. Yeah, it, well, because the, the purpose of universities was to kind of reimagine things and and find progress, marketplace of ideas, right? But it's become an echo chamber of where, the mainstream where it's just parodying the mainstream narrative. Mm-hmm. So it's lost that founding principle that made it so exceptional, especially like right after the war, as we talked about last episode. Mm-hmm. So this there at some point, probably with, maybe with these marketing people or these big corporate people that came in the, uh, the office culture or the business culture did a one eighty, and Instead of instead of marketing universities, obviously is higher learning uh, or whatever, and and attracting these type of thinkers who would be the counterculture, who mm-hmm. would mm-hmm. who would promote new ideas, who would innovate. They just attracted like I guess normie establishment people, and it was profits became the first and foremost goal it, of these institutions it's a driving factor yeah where before i think it was like you said innovation mm-hmm. right because like wasn't prestige kind of predicated on the fact that a university discovered something that hadn't been discovered before yeah and or that, someone graduated from the university who became a great scientist inventor whatever yeah, yeah it was stuff like that right like they they had prestige because of results yes now they have no results yes and so they have to manufacture prestige. Right. Yes, that's very interesting. Um, and yeah, it kind of goes along, I guess, with the the shift from a more enlightened viewpoint to postmodernist, right? Because mm-hmm. in postmodernism, there really is no truth. So why would these institutions be seeking out the truth any longer? Well, they wouldn't. But I will say this. I, I'm not even convinced that the people that run the universities are truly postmodernists. Um, and this goes back. I think to, they're using it as like a driving. Yeah, it's just it's force. just a tool. Like yeah. I don't think this Coca Cola dude gives a shit about postmodernism, like the guy that came from Coke and you know took over mm-hmm. the marketing of a. Like I don't think he cares, yeah. but I think he sees it as a tool to reach a demographic of students and attract them, 
but I don't think he subscribes to that. And this goes back to how I talk about how the the NWO Illuminati, whatever. I don't think they're actually leftists, mm-hmm. right? I mean, they might they might have infected the leftist ideology with stuff they actually believe, mm-hmm. but they're not at, like politically left. They're just evil. Yeah, it kind of goes to like my point uh, head off camera, which was. It's kind of like the cultural zeitgeist mm-hmm. has become this postmodern machine, right? And so all these executives who are coming from these high-level, high-profile companies are doing is they're tapping into it, right? Because that's where the 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 the, the, the steam engine is is they're amplifying the signal. The steam engine yeah. is is, is uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Rolling. Yeah, they're amplifying the signal to attract more. Now, whether the signal is legit or not. Uh, I mean, I don't think it is. Obviously, it's not because they're, even their enrollment's going down. So whoever the signal's hitting, they're probably getting big returns on the people that buy into it. Mm-hmm. But for everybody else, they're kind of like, yeah, I'm not really down with this, mm-hmm. right? Like, you're you're going to have a hard time convincing sane people that men can have babies. It doesn't matter, you know, how much MSNBC puts it on TV, yep. how many YouTube videos get, how many clicks. At the end of the day... Same people are just like, so yeah. I wonder no. if the media is kind of driving this push in the sense that the universities are only trying to like, uh, they're trying to understand the temperature of the culture, right? And they, they look at media and they look at where the culture is at and they're just trying to mirror that so that they can maximize their profits. Yeah, like, we, um, like we've talked about this in, in a previous episode that uh, my theory is that there's two cultures that exists simultaneously the culture that's being promoted by the media which isn't a legitimate culture it's big enough because there's enough you know libtards out there that'll adopt it but it's not the real america you know Mm -hmm. what i mean Mm -hmm. and then there's the real america which is being suppressed simultaneously suppressed by the media Mm -hmm. right and everything they do is basically embargoed but it's still the majority America. Yeah. No. Yeah. Exactly. It's just the culture that's promoted versus the the like the underground culture, basically. Yeah. And it is. A, it's an interest. We're in an interesting time in history because this is the first time that the media has had this much influence over the narrative, while simultaneously we have the best tools at our disposal to challenge that influence. Mm-hmm. This is. It's like. It's like the volume's been turned up on everything, both sides, mm-hmm. right? So the the media's got their volume maxed out, but we also can max out our volume because of the tools of the internet and instant communication and everything. So they're always blasting their narrative, but we always have a way to challenge it. And it's making for a very, uh, probably intentionally, uh, a very extreme temperature between the political spectrums because because the volume is so high yep. where the left and the right are being pushed so far mm-hmm. to the both well, ends of the yeah, spectrum. Yeah, the left and the right, they can't even uh, exchange ideas on the same platforms oh, anymore co- you, because yeah. the right is censored, yeah. right? So that you're, they're not only being pushed ideologically, but they're being pushed as to into different spaces mm-hmm. as to where they can talk about the things that they believe. Well, and and unfortunately the left has been weaponized to the point where you even if you could talk to a leftist they most of them or at least the most extreme ones which mm-hmm. is a lot of them 
won't even accept the thing. Like if you go up to a leftist who believes in the trans ideology and tell them that only a woman can have a baby, they won't even listen to you. Yeah. You're bigoted, Nazi, Trumper, mm. whatever, right? Ultra mega, hopefully. <laughs> and so because of this, the uh, it's there's a question at play here whether you can even repair the divide. Yeah. Like well, I mean, in, when it comes to universities and uh, post-secondary education, you can repair the divide by ignoring this entire institute, these in- institutions, right? Um, and starting your own, not, not you, know, you can do your own universities, but I would say more so your own path to success. That's right? true. Because this has kind of become like a left-wing path to success or that's yeah right? or that's what is that's what it's marketed how it's viewed now yeah. yeah well the other thing too is is that the sum of all human knowledge is available to literally anybody anytime they want it is it's on Pornhub yeah <laughs> so you don't have to uh, for a lot of things you used to need university for and we talked about this before there it's obsolete yeah so you don't have to do the university thing in order to like say, like a lot of people just go to university to gain knowledge. They, the degree is incidental, mm-hmm. and a lot of them, like like actors or rich people, they don't even cash in on the degree. They might get a degree in who knows, like uh, mechanical MIT. They might like uh, Thomas Massey, congressman, mm-hmm. has a a degree at MIT, mm-hmm. but his job isn't like a mechanical engineer, right? Mm-hmm. And so a lot of people just do that so that they can expand their knowledge and stuff. But you can expand your knowledge yeah. right now for well, no cost. I, I would say for the vast majority of people these days, however, it's they're going there for the piece of paper, not for the knowledge. The lefties. Yeah. That's partially, um, I would say, the, the fault of um, the, the employment sector, right? Because a lot of positions now are requiring these these degrees yeah, or certifications where previously you just needed to know how to answer a telephone and be a receptionist. Yeah, it's called um it's called credentialism. Yeah. So it's a form of gatekeeping that you want to force someone to have some sort of credentials before you can hire them for a job that pays mm-hmm. almost nothing. Mm-hmm. And we s- I actually started noticing this phenomenon pop up maybe about 15 years ago. Mhm when they started expecting bartenders to have uh, a bartender ticket like mm-hmm. you had to take a course on bartending before you could apply you gotta to know bartender. how thick of a lime you can fit in the corona and i'm like but what this why would you need you just need to know how to pour drinks for most bars yeah right you're not you're not doing some like perfect like how many professional bar you're not like flipping you know bottles and catching them with your toes and shit like it's so weird mm-hmm. and so but this started uh, probably about 15 years ago and it started permeating through almost every sort of entry-level job mm-hmm. and that's kind of thing kind of drove the expansion of colleges and universities um and now people are kind of seeing that it was a sham um and like i taught mentioned earlier there's definitely a shift in the other direction and people are wise now to it's a bit of a it's a scheme it's a bit of a a scam yeah yeah it's uh i mean it is what it is of course you can still go to university and get useful degrees and turn them into real jobs i think the ultimate issue though is that it's in, it's bloated it's inflated they, yeah well they, also those the useful degrees in the universities are gate kept 
by uh, intelligence, expertise, mm-hmm. and drive. And a lot of people don't have that. And so then they defer to these other courses that let you party all week and show up for a few classes and still pass. We'll say like gender studies, right? So, th- I mean, obviously there's a big difference between uh, going to Harvard for law school and going to Harvard for gender studies. The law school people got to still earn that, right? The gender studies people, maybe they have to earn something, but uh, the output you're going to get when, you know, you become a lawyer versus a gender studies major is completely different. Even if you turn, keep going with that gender studies and turn it into some sociological major or PhD or whatever, how much demand is there for somebody to tell you that everything you ever knew about biological science is wrong. Yeah. Um, it's basically become something people do for fun. And the education aspect has become secondary. Mm-hmm. That's how I would explain it. And, and there's someone that agrees with me, actually. Oh, interesting. Yep. Who? Elon. Oh, Elon. Elon yeah. agrees with me. The richest, the richest man in the world agrees with me. The you. richest man on official records. The official <laughs> richest man <laughs> in the world. Uh, not the actual richest, but still pretty damn filthy rich. He's, he's, I'll give him that. Yeah. I'll give him that. So uh, there's an article done by The Guardian in uh, March, of, March 10th of 2020 uh, entitled, Elon Musk says colleges is based... Sorry, that college is basically for fun and not for learning. He ain't wrong. And he has a, a couple of good points through, if you sift through like his autistic, uh, I guess, uh, s- way of speaking. The Tesla billionaire Elon Musk thinks people don't need college to learn stuff and says jobs at his companies do not require a degree. His first point, which is a really good one. Did Shakespeare go to college? He asked. Probably not. With more jobs asking for high-level high degrees, the audience member said, uh, scholarships are not changing amounts, and it's getting harder and harder f- every year to pay for tuition, even with using scholarships. How can college and industries make it easier to afford college? The main value of college, he said, is to be found in providing discipline by completing annoying homework assignments and hanging around with people in the same age group um, before entering the workforce. I think college is basically for fun and to prove that you can do your chores, but it's not for learning. I would agree with that. I mean, I, I would say, I mean, it's not 100% of the time, but probably eight out of 10 times, that's exactly what it is. And Tesla has a uh, interesting probably uh, counter um, policy that they abide by. Um, they don't really care about university requirements for jobs. He said, and I quote, because that's absurd, their main requirement is ex- exceptional ability. That's interesting. Hmm. Elon is definitely kind of, he's definitely a different sort of lefty. He is. He Well, he's like a traditional lefty. Yeah, he's a classic lefty. Yeah. He's still got some whack ideas, but he's sane still. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and it, he brings up a lot of good points, like we touched on earlier, about how which you can do, your skills, your abilities, um, your work ethic. It seems to be secondary in a lot of cases and or dependent on the piece of paper that accompanies your value. And that's, that's I think, a, a very backwards way 
of running a business to be looking for those things like just or just a piece of paper mm -hmm. um, because you're going to miss out on a lot of people with a lot of drive, determination, and hunger. Well, we talked about this before, how usually people who feel like they're um, behind the eight ball, they, they, they have more of a, a focus and, and a determination because they need feel like they need to make up for any other like maybe some things that they lack mm -hmm. um and so yeah it's it it's it's interesting like that the elon musk the owner of one of the most prominent richest organized businesses in the world has that kind of viewpoint when looking to hire there was a time where the degree or the uh whatever your major your phd i mean a phd is different but these things complemented your skill set they mm -hmm. didn't define your skill set and we've kind of totally done a 180 on that where it's like no the degree is what matters mm -hmm. and the person is irrelevant mm -hmm. and it should always be the other way it's what does the person have to offer oh and they have a degree in something that's a bonus yeah it's it should be just like if you have a degree, it just means you have special expertise in a certain area. Yeah, and maybe right? it'll, maybe it'll give you let you check a box that somebody who is also equally qualified doesn't get to check, and it should give you an edge. Yeah, you, uh, ideally you would just have more knowledge in mm -hmm. something. So, like for example, um, like I took criminal justice, so s hopefully I would have more knowledge when it comes to the justice system, which means. I would be more qualified maybe for like an administrative position when it, and when it, when you're looking at coming up with different policies to run like uh let's say uh, a jail, right? A correctional facility, right? Um but and then so you would have other people who are just as driven, just as skilled with without that knowledge that would be maybe more of like your correctional officer, for example, right? Yeah, that makes sense. So you just you would just be able to do different things because mm -hmm. of the degree um and yeah see if you would have got that degree in social justice you could be paid by the liberal party to hang out on twitter and troll conservative accounts at this point but you missed out damn it i mean i could repurpose it <laughs> a little bit of whiteout <laughs> a little bit of uh alterations should have had that's not that worthless criminal justice social <sighs> justice yeah it sucks um but um now I am the host of a budgeting podcast. The most based podcast on the internet. Maybe. Probably. Probably. Definitely the most ba based podcast, I would say, in uh, uh 500 kilometer radius. <laughs> All right. We'll get, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs>